Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn, alongside Jamie, Dan, and Joe. How's it going, guys? What's up, Oos? Yes, indeed, as always. Right on cue, as always. How are we all doing? Yeah, can't complain. It's, uh, you know, end of the week, start of the weekend. We've got a jam-packed weekend full of Razzlin to watch. And it's on on a Saturday as well, so we don't have to worry about the next day. It is, and weirdly enough, we're recording our episodes tonight on a Friday. So once this is finished, I'm literally just going to be editing and uploading the podcast more or less straight away, which is a bit strange for me because it's not usually something that we do. But I suppose it gives everyone the up-to-the-minute news and everything, I suppose. I don't really know what I'm saying there. <laughs> Makes people, you know, everyone's all up to date. They're ready. They're ready for full gear. They know what's happening. It's going to be hyped up. Everybody can listen to it. And they know exactly what's going on. They know our takes as well. It's the uh, most important thing. It is. And it's almost funny that we say that, that we're very much up to date this week because we really weren't last week because we had every intention of bringing a good episode as we normally do. And about two hours after we finished recording on Thursday, there was the mass releases that we're going to get <laughs> on to. So we didn't cover any of that. And then, of course, the episode came out on Friday. So we were already a day behind before anything had even started. <laughs> What's that? What are you lighting there? Oh, it's just a flame. You know, I'm lighting a candle for all the talent that have been released. <laughs> Into the hall of flames. <laughs> In their memory. There's me just drinking a, uh, a cider, a Stoneford Press. I stopped drinking cider for quite a while. I started drinking bitter, which I never usually do. And then, uh, and uh, well, even things like Budweiser as well, I was drinking. And then I started drinking Boddington's, God knows why. Because um, it was the only thing that was being served in the pub near me. I know Boddington's bitter, I know. And now I'm back on the cider, I'm in a Stoneford Press, but I don't drink as much anymore since I drive, because I have to drive everywhere. So. It's nice on a Friday evening, no work tomorrow, to enjoy a can of Stoford Press. This episode is not sponsored by Stoford Press. <laughs> However, it's a crisp, tasty drink. Well, it's got to be done. It's the weekend, isn't it? Well, exactly. And like you say, we've got a, a pay-per-view coming up on a Saturday, which is a bit of a weird one, but I am looking forward to it. It's on a Saturday. So, Dan and Joe, will you be watching live? They're um, not going to pay for it. No, I'll be watching it the next morning. <laughs> to be fair, I'm off eight on the Saturday night. Um, well, I'm off off into Bristol, um, into England for uh, a few hours to go and have some barbecue American Texas barbecue food and oh. watch the Wales game. Watch Wales play Belarus in the soccer oh, in the football. Dear. So oh, then, dear, yeah, oh, I'll watch dear. it. Yeah. I think Wales can qualify now because Greece drew with Spain yesterday. We're, in the, we're in the playoffs. Um, playoffs. We can't win the group because yeah. uh, Belgium are going to win our group. Well, of course we, we can't win the group. It's Wales. They're not going to win the group. Hey, leave us alone. we got, <laughs> we got Gareth Bale. You do. <laughs> the only player. I think England are playing tonight at the time record, aren't they? I didn't even realise. They're yeah, yeah, playing Albania, yeah. yeah at the yeah. time of recording. Scotland are currently winning. At the, yeah, oh, Scotland versus Moldova at the moment. 
Oh, lovely. So you've got a fun-packed-filled weekend ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll probably be watching the England game. Always like watching the England side play soccer. But yeah, we've got a fun evening, a fun week planned. Or you wake up, wake up um, tomorrow morning, watch the smackith of the down with their roster of about eight people now. Um, and then we get to watch AEW. And I get to catch up because AEW um, Dynamite is on Friday evening at 11 o'clock uh, British time on ITV4. So I'll have that to watch as well before full gears. And I got to catch up on the bump, 205 Live oh, and main event. So action-packed My wrestling. Dear Lord. What, have they, what have they announced for SmackDown this week? Um, I don't know, but I do know that they've um, said that Brock Lesnar is going to be on the December 10th episode of Smackdown in the Staples Centre. I saw that. I said, it, I saw the way that they're, they're billing it is that he's bought a front row ticket for the Staples Centre. Are they do really going to do that? Is he going to be sat there just watching the event ready to just pounce on? Like oh, they I did with John I Cena. I Roman Reigns, yeah, yeah. When the John Cena was at WrestleMania and he just sat there like chatting to fans. You can imagine Brock Lesnar in the front row. Well, where like, do we think this is going then? Because we've got we've got the idea that Lesnar's going to be sat there watching SmackDown. We assume it's going to be Roman Reigns and he's going to attack at some point whenever he comes out. But this is December the 10th. We've got no pay-per-view in December. We do, however, have day one. I still can't get over that bloody name. Day one on January the 1st. So is this... Building up to a rematch at day one or a rematch at the Royal Rumble in January because it just seems quite interesting that they've decided for it to be December the tenth. The episode is going to be there when there's such a big gap, even to the first of January, let alone the Royal Rumble. I think it is building towards WrestleMania. If you had to ask me, I think it's a WrestleMania caliber match. You know, we've already seen it at Mania, but it's got a different build. We've got a different face and a different heel. I think it'd be the case he'll be in the front row. Somebody like Happy Corbin will get in his face. He'll be up Happy Corbin as a fan and be escorted out. They'll do something like that with him. What do you think, Joe, on that one? Are you on the vibes of Roman Reigns or are you more on the vibes of Dan that he's just going to be a bit of a squash just to, well, build the ratings, I suppose, for an episode of SmackDown? Yeah, I think Steve is down like uh, Brock Lesnar will be in the front row and then he'll just try and jump the barricade or something and then, uh, yeah, he'll get escorted out. So, yeah, they, they're definitely building this up to WrestleMania, I would have thought. Fair enough. That's right. Are you still lighting that bloody lighter? They've no, been released. I... It's nowhere. It, there's nothing we can do about it. I'm putting it away. I'm not setting fire to my flat, don't worry. So, um, yeah, I mean, let, let's move on to the releases. I'm just kind of using up some words now just while I find the uh, the list of everyone that was released because I didn't have that prepared because I'm that professional. Um, but, yeah, just initial thoughts and guys before we go into the specifics of each, each um, wrestler because we saw that there was the announcement as far as the leaks by a few different people who leaked these kind of stories on the socials and on Twitter that there was probably going to be some releases. But... You know, my God, was uh, there was a big enough list and there were some decent names on there. Yeah, I think when I look back at it and you look at some of the names, you're seeing that they're releasing people because of um, not being jabbed up. And there's some people, they just, they've tried and they've not succeeded. They've not got over. So they've gone, you know what, let's just call it quits and, and end it now. Let's just let you move on now. You know, we've gone from a few years ago where they were hoarding talent to, okay, best of luck wherever you want to go now there's some people that were quite surprising but you look at people like the trey baxters they've not won a match since they've debuted that he was in the breakout yeah. tournament 
didn't really have much of a personality. He was just known as Cora Jade's boyfriend. You know, you look at a few, um, a, 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 was it Katarina Cortez as well? She had one or two matches on 205 Live. Um, she was quite young. She's one of these ones who could come back in in five, six years' time when she's developed more of a name. But the majority of, like when you hear Karrion Cross and Keith Lee, I think you're shocked when you first hear the names come in. But then the more you think about it, you go, how many chances did they give Keith Lee? And I, I remember on a podcast a couple of months ago, we had this conversation about Keith Lee going, do something with him or just release him. And that's what they've done. They've just released him. They've done what we've I all wanted them to do. Karen Corbett did he tell me a couple of months ago like the next day to be released to Keith Lee I'm sure I did I'm sure I did and I will get on to that believe me when against Keith Lee because I think I should probably be awarded some like I don't know quiz or pay-per-view prediction points just for, for that <laughs> just to build them up let's have a look at the list as a whole then we'll start off with the lesser known names uh, I mean we'll start off with uh, Katrina Cortez then since uh, you just mentioned it Dan um, as you rightly say not not usually someone that we we've seen we, we've heard about we've known that there's been a couple of dark matches that type of thing with her but what what are your initial thoughts on this one well she was signed when she was 18 uh so she was 19 when she was released she was only just starting to get uh matches on telly she was a masked chilean she was a chilean wrestler um and you know she's quite new and quite green i mean you look at some people who were signed in the performance center like Aaliyah. she was 19 20 when she was signed and it took her six years to go onto the main roster um, and I watched Katarina Cortez's match and she was quite green, but she was getting over with the crowd. And Amari Miller was helping her in that match, in the tag match that I watched. But um, I think she is one of these names that, yes, yeah, she's released now and you don't know really who she is. But she's one of these people that could go to AAA. She could go um, a couple of matches on Dark Elevation. She could go around on a couple of the indies. And she'd be one of these ones who would be, a, you know, a bit like Diana Peraza when she was released from WWE. Everyone was like, oh, who's Diana Perrazzo? Now you look at her and she's in the top um, top five women on the PWI you know, list of women's wrestlers. So, And WWE were killed to have a bag. Um, so it's one of yeah. these people that they're not big now, but they could be big further down the line. And I think it's a great opportunity for them to spread their wings and actually make a name for themselves on the indies and get a bit of traction. Because beforehand, if you said, oh, um, Katarina Cortez is debuting, a lot of people would be like, all right, who's this? And they would have to have some sort of character behind her. But now she can actually go establish that on the roster and maybe come back. You know, you never know. The door might always be open. Absolutely. And there are definitely a few names on here when I have a look at them initially that I think, like you've just mentioned there, these are definitely going to not necessarily be signed or appear even on Rampage or Dynamite, but these are definitely names that are going to appear on Elevation or Dark, maybe for a couple of weeks before disappearing off again. There's probably four or five names that you could pick from this list that are probably going to do that. Um, Joe, do you know much on Zayda Ramia? Mm, no, <laughs> no, he doesn't, and neither do you, do you Dan, because I don't even know who this person is either. No, to, to be honest, and I mean that, that with the great. I mean that with the greatest of respect. Um, Zayda Ramirez, a female professional wrestler, previously signed on the NXT brand under Zayda Ramirez. Um, apparently, it doesn't look like she has ever had a match now. She was brought through Booker T's Reality Wrestling train, Training Camp, as far as I'm aware, from what I can see. But she was signed to the NXT brand, and I, I don't think she's... Well, we know for a fact she hasn't made a debut, but I don't even think she's ever had a, a televised match, from what I understand. 
yeah, it's not really a name that I know well. I know of Booker T's um, training, and he's actually got um, a show in Las Vegas where he's showcasing all of his talent uh, to get over. So we could have an influx of people coming from Booker T's um, training academy. But no, it's not, not really a name that I've heard of quite a bit, to be fair. Well, we'll try this one for Joe then. Joe, do you know of Jeet Rama or Jeet Rama? No. <laughs> Jamie must know. What? What? <laughs> Who? He was on NXT 2.0 on the Wednesday before the Thursday releases. He's a he's an Indian professional wrestler, and, and as you say, um, Danny, he did have his one appearance. Apparently, he also had a match on Two Hundred Five Live. He's had a couple well. matches. Um, that hasn't really had much again, much movement, much personality, much happening. He was a solid worker. He's one of these ones that's like a, a more of an athlete, like a sports athlete that they've taught to wrestle and and developed. Um, but yeah, they they had him on there. I think he got squashed to Zion Quinn. Um, one of the new up-and-coming um, Australian talents. Somebody like that, um, or Joe Gacy. I think Joe Gacy might have beaten him. Um, so, you know, he was just being used as a, a talent to put over new and up-and-coming talent. You know, they could have kept him there. He could have developed over time. But I think it is a case that with an age perspective, they needed to... Uh, they had these certain people on the chopping block and he was just one of them that unfortunately got his release. Jesse Camille. Yeah, Jessie Camille. She was. Um, she's actually been in the May Young Classic um, as she was just called yeah, Jessie in that. That's right. Because uh, I mean, that was all the way back in 2017. Because I think um, she she was in a, a battle royal. She lost um, Lacey Evans and Mandy Rose. Lost to Liv Morgan and then kind of disappeared. Um, and then came back and she had this uh, Jessie Camille name. Yeah, she was part of the Robert Stone brand. Um, she was with uh, Frankie Monet. Uh, they were forming some sort of makeshift tag team. Before that, she was in a tag team with Aaliyah. Um, she's been there for quite a while. Um, she's got a good look to her. She can wrestle. She was decent, but you don't know what it was. I mean, they weren't really using it. She'd been in the company for four or five years. You know, it, it, they probably said, well, are we going to call her up or are we going to repackage? She'd, she'd already been repackaged two or three times. So it, it was the case of, well, are we going to do anything with her or should we wish them luck in future endeavors? And it is a shame because she does have a good look about it. And she did have a few, you know, good tag team and singles matches, but I think she's one of these people. I'm not sure where she'll end up, but I know that she'll end up doing something good wherever she goes. Yeah. Come on then, Joe. Don't let us down this time. Trey Baxter. I know that that is used, <laughs> used to be in TNA on the exhibition. Um, he was like quite like flippy and stuff like that. He's had quite a few matches on two or five. Like, again, he was more of like a... Second, it has been talent squash matches and stuff like that. I, I can't remember the last time he won a match, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, when they said he released, I was like, oh well, never mind. I think it said that uh, I'm reading here his last match was on the August 3rd episode of NXT where he lost to Odyssey Jones. <laughs> there he, yeah. he was on the breakout tournament. Um, he was doing quite well. He was one of these ones that was signed from Impact um, back when they were signing up all of these like new up-and-coming indie names. Um, but he's actually fallen. I've seen on Twitter, he's actually already got a book in since he's been released. So he's one of these that will go right back into the indie mix. 
Um, you know, I, I can see him going back to Impact. You could see him appearing on AEW. GCW, I think it was, that he was booked on. Um, so yeah. he's already finding his feet with it. Okay, so going on to one of the first bigger names then, one that, when I say I was shocked about, I think I, I wasn't really shocked about thinking about it because I could see absolutely why she was on the list. However, there is so much more that could have been done with it. So it was probably one of, one of the more shocking ones for myself personally. Um, and that was Ember Moon. And I think with Ember Moon herself, she, you know, she'd had a stint in NXT originally, had a stint on the main roster, was doing okay from what I remember and then they decided to take her off television for quite a long time. I think there may have been an injury to start with and then she got rehabilitation and yeah. um, just never came back onto the main roster and then re-debuted back in NXT where she had a bit of a run. Did she pick up the title or a tag title? Tag, tag title with tag, Blackheart, yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, and then of course eventually lost them and Shotzi went over onto the main roster. And they have from what I remember, from what I've seen, have been using it fairly recently. But again, it's just one of the names that's gone under the chop. And I know that we've read recently on the dirt sheets that they are looking at cutting some of the quote-unquote older talent. Not that that's old. But I think they're putting the emphasis on the age from what I've read, if this is true. We don't know if it is true. But they seem to be putting the emphasis on the age different to the men and the women it seems to be if you're in your late 30s early 40s is the men you get in the job but if you're in your if you like over 30 you know old woman, you seem to be getting a job as well and i wonder if that's the case rightly or wrongly i would argue wrongly for um ember moon because she's only i mean she's only 33 yeah i don't think it was an yeah. age thing with ember moon um, I think it was what, a case. What, of what, what is it then? What do we put that down to? Well, they've done everything with her. She was the NXT, she was NXT champion for quite a while, almost a year run, if I remember. And then they called her up. She kind of flim flam, didn't really do much. She had a bit of an injury, um, and then she ended up going back to NXT. They had this sort of biker gimmick. But Joe and I would comment after she did a promo, like she's supposed to be a well-established star, and then she'd do this promo, go, "I'm here, and I've got my own law. It's called Ember's Law, and I basically do what I want." And that was that was literally how she delivered her promo. I'm thinking, I you you expect me to get behind you? I can't get yeah. behind you. Put a bit and, of art into it. Put a bit of character behind it. Yeah, there was nothing, and there was segments with like Dexter Loomis, where um, you know Dexter and shots. They were supposed to be having like flowers delivered, and she was like, "Oh, I'm not taking the flowers. I'm happily married." And it was just like there was no personality. Well, there wasn't much personality. It was really awkward whenever she went to cut a promo. You know, I tried to get behind her. Um, but even like with a finisher, the Eclipse, most people are like, oh, it's an amazing, it's like a top rope flip stunner. I watched it and I just thought it looked dangerous. Uh, that's my opinion. Um, I, you know, I, I always cringe when I saw the finisher. And to be fair, I, I, I get Ember Moon. I know a lot of people are a fan of the character, but I wasn't a fan of the character. It, it didn't really, you know, if they said, oh, Ember Moon's in the main event, it wouldn't make me go, oh, I need to make sure I don't miss that. It, you know, she is talented and she's good, but she wasn't sort of my cup of tea in terms of a talent. Um, yeah. But she might be a lot of people's cup of tea and she might go somewhere else and do great things. She was another one that was trained by Booker T and she was with the company for years, but they've repackaged her three or four different times and people aren't getting behind her. She's not selling merch. Um, so sometimes you just need to make that decision of, are we just going to keep trying to repackage you or are we just going to let you move on and best of luck? I, I agree with you on that aspect. I think there was almost a bit of an identity crisis with it because you were like, well, 
what what is she supposed to be? Is she supposed to be a werewolf? Is she supposed to be a supernatural being? Is she just supposed to be a woman who wears contact lenses and almost fanging teeth? There was no there was no development behind the character because let's be honest, there was no character. It was more attire and costume. Yeah. I mean, um as Dan said I'd like her yet before she came back for our last really she's really cool. Like um it was almost like an intimidator and it was like, who is this person? It was this black. She had all black and like a helmet. And it was like, who is this person? Come in, come find you here next year. And it was like, almost like a ter- the Terminator on the bike. And like, her, they were running the, these vignettes for weeks and weeks and weeks. Like, who is it? Who is it? And then the final week, they went, Emma Moon. I went, oh, okay, fair enough. They've given her a new gimmick. And as Dan said, when she came out, which went, I I have this new rule. It's called endless law. It means I do what I want. And honestly, if it's just really friendly, me both me and Dan see each other went. Well, that was terrible. Yeah. And what a what a waste. I said, vignettes like WWE have done everything they can to make it exciting. Even me and Dan went. Oh, and the movie's got a new gig. Oh, this should be good. And then, sh- yeah, she just completely dropped the ball on it. No offense to her. No, no, I get you. Yeah. Um, right then, Jamie, tell us about. I'm just waiting for his face here. Tell us about Frankie Monet. Frankie Monet, that's a female. <laughs> um, exactly. yeah, exactly. This is John Morrison's wife. That they released while he was on the European tour. I know, that's mad, that, isn't it? Yeah. No, I, yeah, exactly. Daniel gonna have to Dan and once again gonna have to take us over on this one. Well, she was it looks like, like another one. It, it's not like most releases. <laughs> True. It was one of these ones where she was in Impact. She's a massive name. I think she did a bit in Lucha Underground, but she will go and perform really well. She'll slot straight back into Impact, or she'd go to AEW and help their women's division. I think she'd be very well welcome there, and she'll fit perfectly in there. I just feel a little bit bad for Jomo, John Morrison, because, you know, you don't know whether he had his influence in getting assigned. Um, but he's on the European tour. He's over in the UK. And then all of a sudden, you know, he takes a call. He's, oh, hiya, Frankie. How's it going? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you've just been released. Oh, brilliant. Now I'm just going to go back to the company you just got sacked from and, and wrestle Cesaro. You know, it's not exactly good for him. He's not, he's not going to be well no. happy with that, surely. But she kind of came in with a lot of hustle and bustle and hype. And she had these really good vignettes. She's having this dog run around and people were like barking at the dog and picking up the dog and interviewing the dog and stuff. But then she just joined the Robert Stone brand. I think she had a match against Raquel Gonzalez two or three weeks ago where Raquel won clean. And that was when they repackaged the 2.0 and that was the match. We all thought, oh, they're putting the title on Frankie so they can call up Raquel. And when she didn't win the belt and went off tally, something something kind of looked up. But... You, you know, people liked her. Um, she was she had a lot of fans. Um, people were dressing up as her for Halloween as well. And Robert yeah. Stone only last week was singing her theme music in a karaoke contest against Zion Quinn. Yeah, they did that on NXT UK. Um, but she'll fall, she'll fall good wherever she goes. I mean, longest one of the longest reign in Impact Women's Champions. She's had some really good matches with Tessa Blanchard as well. So she can literally pick whichever company she wants to go to and they'll have her there. She can talk on a mic and she's a great skilled wrestler. So I'm not worried about her at all. It's it's strange though. Cause like, so she only signed in February with WWE. So it's like what, nine months and goes, yeah, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a year. 
perhaps she wasn't vaccinated. <laughs> we'll get on to that story later, believe you me. Um, Oni Loken, or Loken, should I say? Well, apparently, isn't he that requested... Danny Birch's? Yeah, partner? he was in um, Pat McAfee's um, War Game Squad last year with Oni yeah. Loken, with uh, Danny Birch and um, yeah. Pete Dunn. Um, he they kind of came in because um, what's his face? He was just he's just being called up the Yorkshire lad. Forgotten his name, um, Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland, yeah. But um, Danny, um, not Danny Birch, Johnny Larkin, he requested his release not so long ago, um, and he only just got squashed a couple of weeks ago on NXT UK. Um, he he's been asking for it, um, but it is a shame because he was doing quite well. But he was almost like a journeyman. He wasn't somebody you could see him being called up. But he wouldn't have been like a journeyman like Cesaro, where you'd actually start rooting for him, want him to win a world title. He was just kind of there. And I think Oni probably realised that, and that's why he asked for his release. So he's one of these names where I don't think he's upset. He actually wanted it. And they thought, well, if you're asking for it, we can trim the fat and we can let you move on. So I think it was um, a little bit of both ways with Rooney Logan. Moving on to probably the one I'm the most upset about, not necessarily the most surprised because, well, no, I don't understand why they've done it, but I, it doesn't surprise me that they've done it, but I am upset about it, is Harry Smith. Because you've got a guy with Harry Smith who had a, you know, a brief tenure with WWE in the mid-2000s under the Hart Dynasty, former WWE Tag Team Champion or World Tag Team Champion, one of one of the two, with Tyson Kidd. Um Kind of in a bit of a similar story to maybe like a Drew McIntyre who was let go but went away, put even more meat on himself because he's already a big chap anyway. He's got a great look about him, great physique, tall, can work, really, really improved on his, on his work as well and putting a match together. You know, you've seen him in MLW and things like that. Um, he even had a brief stint on World of Sport, maybe one or two matches, I think, didn't he, as well? And, you yeah. know, they, they, they've, re, they've rehired him at the beginning of this year, not knowing what to do with him, and a dark match at a house show, or, or a dark match before an episode of a, um, a SmackDown taping, hasn't done anything since, and that was about four or five months ago, and he's just sat there and sat there and sat there. I think he was one of my wild cards to be used in the draft when we were doing our draft predictions, and obviously they went with Gabe Steveson or whatever he's called. Um, but I thought they might finally, you know, draft him on that. And then obviously they've just got rid of him without using it. Now, is this a cut because of age, or do we think there's something else behind this, or do we really just think that it's because they don't really know what to do with him? I think it's just creative method for for him. I mean, I, I hear some the dirt sheets that they wanted him to face Walter, unlike the UK tour. But for whatever reason, that never that never came around. And then they they must have gone, oh, okay. Well, what are we going to do with this like second generation superstar? And they kind of I don't really know why they did it, to be honest, but yeah, it's just a shame. It is a big shame, to be fair, and it would have been nice to see him. He would have been nice turning up in a Royal Rumble. He would have actually got some viewers on NXT UK. You don't know where he's living, whether he's in America now or whether he's based in the UK, but no matter which show they put him on, people could have got behind him, and especially with the potential of a UK show coming up. That is a real strange one, because yeah. he does Well, that's that what I factor. thought. I thought, you know, get him on the show now, give him 
half a year's build or eight months build until whatever it is until the next show, just under a year's build. You know, yes, he's not British, he is Canadian, but you know, let's be honest, he's you know, his dad's British, he's the British Bulldog, and he, he, he would use that mantra to his benefit as well. Um, and yeah, that could have just been because you know, if we if we're looking at this British show, yes, they're not. You know, it, it, this isn't going to be an NXT UK show. This is going to be, if it happens, a WWE pay per view, worldwide show, worldwide, large arena. So you want some talent on there that is also going to be homegrown. And at the moment, you've got Drew McIntyre, who, yes, he's British, but he's Scottish. If the events in England or even if the events in Wales, you've got nothing in regards to that. So, you know, get as many British, well established talent on there if you can. You just have the opportunity with harry smith to to do that you know imagine harry smith versus drew mcintyre for the wwe title or something like that do, do you know what i mean it, it at the main event of whatever this british show is going to be jamie Weird why are you that. pulling your face sheamus is the best british talent he's whilst nice. whilst i like sheamus he sheamus is he irish or is he northern irish is he irish or northern he's irish, from james? dublin Dublin Island, Republic of Ireland. There, there we go then. So shut up, Jamie. <laughs> and you've got um, Finn Balor from Bray County Whitlow, Republic of Ireland as well. Yeah, well, exactly. So what we've got is old Drew, unless Regal's going to come out of retirement. We got Tegan Knox. We got Pete Dunn. Oh no! Yeah, they're not on the main roster, are they? Pete Dunn's in Tegan Knox. In so she's on more. Yeah, and, and Pete Dunn's on NXT 2.0 these days. Yeah, he's looking to be going for the North American title. He got a, a win over um, Carmelo Hayes on this week's NXT 2.0. Tegan Knox and Pete Dunn will be, this is my prediction, in the next round of WWE releases. Well, talking about that, um, apparently there was at least 10 talent around the chopping blocks. There was people like, yeah. um, um, what was the name that was coming up? Timothy Thatcher, his name was coming up quite a bit, uh, which would be a shame because he was massive in Europe. And he's somebody that's ready for the roster. He's held tag titles with Pete Dunn. He's held tag titles with Riddle. He works with Imperium really well. You could fit him in whatever storyline that you wanted. You could work him in that RK Bro split up storyline if you wanted. But I can see somebody like a Timothy Thatcher. I really worry for Walter as well because he's somebody of that sort of age as well. And there's tons of people in NXT UK that are just floundering and floating around and they need to do something with him as well so what walter more might... worries me because he doesn't he's actively said he doesn't want to go on the main roster so if they don't want to use him in nxt uk anymore because yes he's been the champion and what else does walter do on nxt uk other than dominate so he should be the champion what else is there for him so yeah i do i do worry for him as well but but maybe he's not you know he must know he must know that unless he, the next step for him is to be on the main roster, and if he's not choosing to do that, he must know there's a possibility they don't want him anymore. So, dangerous territory. It is, it is. And there's a few people apparently on the chopping blocks, but I, I hope that they do stuff with some of them. But at the end of the day, they're going through a new business model, um, you know, and they need to survive somehow, even though they made record profits for quarter three. But yeah. You know, it's, times are changing. There's getting to more. It's more like a war zone now. You know, like the Attitude Era was. War is war. You know, when they were competing with WCW, this is what they were doing then. They were trying to save costs where they can. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there are more releases before before Christmas. Well, explain this one then. B Fab, explain that because this was ridiculous. B, so she B got Fab, called up. She yeah, got she called got... up, and then like literally given a new contract, and then a week later released. 
So she got a new. She signed a new main roster multi-year contract the week before and got released. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Well, the whole point of Hit Row is like they're all like rappers and they literally walked out to the ring in their own theme song. So that's like their gimmick. But again, I read on the date sheet, so take this for Pedris off. They basically looked at like Carmelo Hayes, Top Dollar, and Swerve. And went, we really need this B Fab in the group. We seem to really add anything to the group, so we're just going to get rid of her. That's what I read. But whether sure or not, I don't know. I mean, wrestling wise, she was green as grass, but you've got so many talented women's wrestlers around there who could teach her on the road. And, you know, she I, I think she does add to the group. Um, but then you watch SmackDown this week and they've already re-recorded the theme music without her singing along. So they've they really played right. Oh, I have to admit I haven't I haven't seen any anything of them other than when they were in NXT. So I don't did they bring the same theme over from NXT over to SmackDown? They did, and I've got to be fair, it's most, it's the catchiest theme on WWE okay, right I'll now. have to have a listen then and have to have a see. But yeah, a bit of a bit of a strange one. Jamie, you can absolutely contribute to this one. Because it's one of your favourite, ta- well, from what I understand, one of your favourite wrestlers of all time. Um, yeah. But has finally, after all this time, had the chop. She has gone, Eva Marie has gone for a second time. Um, and this time, you know, after after such an impact on the main roster. Do dropped. <laughs> she was do <laughs> dropped. Yeah. Again, don't understand why she she came back just to get released. I mean, she had that weird storyline with Dewdrop. I mean, if it was just to bring Piper Niven onto the main roster, are people going to complain? No. She was almost queen. She should have yeah. been queen. She should have been queen. Yeah. Now but... we've got Selena Vega being queen now, and she's mm. got, she's got a British accent now. Oh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she wasn't really doing much anyway she like I said just coming in just doing a job bringing Piper Niven in Done. I mean Not we so will never we will never celebrate anybody losing their job because it's awful and and it's not it, it's not nice for anybody however you have to question the need to bring her back in the first place Regardless of whether she was going to be released or not, there has to be the question of why she was brought back in the first place, which suits the negative impact. However, she'll be fine because she made enough money, um, you know, making a career after she was released from WWE the first time. And I'm sure she will do this time round as well. So best of luck to her. And I guarantee you we haven't seen the last several. But yeah, this is what I mean. Maybe not next year, but I, in in two or three years' time, she'll be a part of a women's Royal Rumble. No, she's going to EW, and she's going to have a five star classic with Thunder Rosa. Well, maybe if they actually oh, train it, probably she would. She's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to have a five star classic with the bunny. Oh, let's um, let's <laughs> let's do these two together then. Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik. I know you said that's like the most happening. northern way ever. Lince Dorado. <laughs> is it Lindsay? It's Lindsay, it's Lindsay it? Dorado, yeah. Lindsay. The Golden Lynx. Lindsay Dorado and Gran Metalik. The King of the um, And Gran Metalik, I think, will be quite happy because he's been requesting this for quite a long time. Literally, they've been asking like every day, every time we come into Raw, can we not chase the cruise? Can we not chase the 24 7 title? Can we just be fired, please? 
literally every day for about a year. But it's a shame about Grand Metal Lake. Um, he was somebody that everybody wanted to face. You remember Daniel Bryan name dropping him, saying, you know, I want to face great talent like Grand Metal Lake. Um, and he was in the first ever Cruiserweight. He was in the only Cruiserweight Classic. He was in the I remember seeing him in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he'll do fine. You never know. He might go team with Samurai Del Sol. Um and dark or triple r i can see him going triple r to be fair um that's where i see them going but they were they were entertaining they sold loads of lucha house karate t-shirts and they were lucha lit <laughs> <laughs> you've been waiting to use that one haven't you that's that's their catchphrase oh dear me no i know i know you just wanted to feed that into there um she's not like most girls joe nia Jax has gone the oh. hole has gone. My hole has gone. My release. To be fair, she's so botchy. Like honestly, like times she like botches everything. And again, um, allegedly she was an anti-vax. I, I say allegedly, um, and that whole thing with Charlotte Flair, for where she basically punched Charlotte Flair in the face and she punched Becky Lynch in the face as well a couple a couple of years ago and. I know there is a style in wrestling, you know, these strong style, British strong style, but there's a difference between strong style like being dangerous, and I think she was very dangerous, and I wasn't a big fan of Nia Jax anyway, so I'm quite glad to be honest. I know that's a horrible thing to say, but I don't, she didn't do anything for me personally. Yeah, I think it was one of them for me where I was a little bit surprised, more just because of her connections, obviously, to do with the rock and the family side of things as well. I thought she'd be quite secure. And I know to an extent, previously, from interviews that I've seen and things on the dirt sheets, that Vince McMahon was quite high on it. I remember at one point, apparently, he said to her that she was going to be the female Andre the Giant. Now, that's quite, you know, a tall, a tall order, no pun intended. Um, but you know, some big shoes to fill as well. No pun intended. I but, can see you coming back though. You know, even as you know, we say the same about Bronze. Well, she's Strowman. not like most girls. Yeah, you know, you look at these people. I'm thinking Nia Jax is a WWE personality. You know, she's somebody that I can see just going straight back, entering in a Women's Royal Rumble, very similar to like a Braun Strowman. Should take a bit of time off. I think she was taking some time off for mental health anyway. Um, but there was um, a few people who were named as people who hadn't had the COVID jab. And they are saying that the reason she was released is because she wasn't jabbed yeah. up. And um, we have to stress that we don't know if that's No, true we don't know for not, sure. And course. G's actually come out and said, um, I didn't know that it had anything to do with my vaccination history. I was taking time out and all of a sudden I realised I'm being released. But she's one of these people that I know she has had a conflict with Charlotte Flair. But seeing this week, everyone's having conflicts with Charlotte Flair and don't like her at the moment anyway. Um, yeah. But... I think it's one of these cases that, given a few months, she could come back quite easily. You could see her re-debuting, getting given another contract. Um, I think the door's always open for her. I can't really see her going anywhere else. She might go into acting, back into modelling maybe, uh, especially with the connections to The Rock as well. Um, but it's one of those ones. I can see her potentially coming back to WWE. Uh, I, I think you know, you're looking at a rumble and then you hear a music hit. You're like, yeah, called it. Yeah, very true. Right, let's do these two together and then the next two together as well. Carrion Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux. Um Get my boy. <laughs> one of them one of them surprises me and one of them doesn't. And I think you'll know which way round. To me, Scarlet Bordeaux doesn't surprise me, more because if they were gonna use her on screen with Carrion Cross, 
they would have done so already. There she is. And not only that, but they, I mean, they should have been using her carrying costs from the beginning anyway. So why they weren't, I don't know. What is in Vinja's head, I don't know. And also the fact that it obviously didn't work out. And who's to say it would have worked for the main boss with him as well? But if something's not broke, don't fix it. I think that was very much the case with Karen Cross. Um, so he does surprise me a little bit to an extent. However, it doesn't surprise me when I know that this is a Vince McMahon decision. Because he, he's gone through two or three gimmick changes in the space of about six weeks on the main roster. And yeah. you don't debut a dominant, undefeated, well, undefeated to an extent, NXT champion on the main roster to lose in his first main roster match against veteran, a veteran Jeff Hardy. You don't do that. That's not putting talent over. So the nail was in the coffin before the thing had even bloody began with. I think people were saying, oh, Triple H, who's your best guy in NXT? Carrying Cross, he's my world champion. Oh, we'll, we'll have him on dark matches. We'll have him debut. And then he loses. Ah, told you he was crap. It was kind of like that attitude with it. But apparently Vince said, well, he's not getting over. What's the point in keeping him? It was one of those mentality. You know, you see in these, a lot of these dark matches and you're thinking, oh, it's good for the talent. They're all being called up. I mean, he's not getting over happens. because they're not using him, right? How do you get, how does somebody get over when they lose their first match? And then get given one of these little gimp helmets Terrible. and suspenders Terrible. they've got to wear to the ring. And then I think he was getting ready for another gimmick change. He showed him with his like uh, hair slightly grown back a bit more and the shirt and the, and the smart trousers. And maybe that was going to be a plan to come back with Scarlet on the main roster. No, they've both gone. Where? This is an interesting one. Where do we think they're going to end up? Is that going to be a... T- is that, I was going to say, is that going to be an Impact job rather than AEW? Because I think it is. Well, he's multiple-time world champion in Impact. Um, yeah. I can't see him going to AEW. I don't think he'd fit. He'd be like another Brian Cage, to be honest. And Brian Cage can't even get over an AEW, so we don't need another one of them. No, very true. Right then, the last two on the list. Mia Yim, Keith Lee, Jamie. Tell us about your favourite, Keith Lee. Bearcat. Yeah, you talk about the whole COVID thing, but obviously they're all talking about because of COVID releases that they didn't get vaccinated, but he had COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why he got released, Vince was like, he's weak, he's weak, Mm. he got COVID getting released. Exactly. But um, no, I think, again, he's one of those massive in NXT, got came to the main roster, supposed to get a massive push, then he got injured, didn't he? And then... Yeah, he was in that link of people who were told to lose weight and go to it, go to the performance center, and then you looking like if he was a wrestler in the nineties, he'd have had like massive. He would be massive. I'm not saying yeah. he's going to be like a massive star like the Rock or Stone Cold, but somebody like a Vader or a Bam Bam Bigelow, he's he's in the perfect fit to be one of those guys, but. Like I said, it's just not the, the route that they're going down now. He's a star that was obviously created somewhere else, which we do are kind of diverting from. So, yeah, and obviously similar to Karrion Cross and, and Scarlett, obviously they're, they're together, they're engaged. Keith Lee's with Mia Yim, just releasing both together. Fair enough. Uh, not a loss. See you in AEW. Go on, go on um, Joe. Were you going to say something? Yeah, um, I, I, I said it multiple times on this podcast. We didn't turn him here. Like, obviously, the way he talked, he speaks like that. Like, that's perfect heel, like, 
delivery. And as I said, like, why didn't you hurt business? It's like, I thought that's where the way they would go with it. And then when he came back as the bear cat, and I'm like, what do they do with Keith Lee? I'm like, he's an absolute machine. He's an absolute monster. Like, his match between him and Braun Strowman was really good. Like, him in the Survivor Series when he faced off against Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar face to face went, hello, big boy. I'm like, oh, yeah, Keith Lee's good wicked on the main roster. And then they absolutely shit on him. I'm like, why? I think, again, it's just another one of those cases where you've had someone for whatever reason. I mean, first of all, we know why it didn't work out to start with. Why change his theme music when it was so fit to his character to start with anyway? God knows. So there's your first mistake. The second mistake is you've waited until somebody's come back from an illness or an injury and decided, yeah, okay, he's back. Then you took him off TV after two weeks. Then you repackaged him as Bearcat. He had a match. Then he disappeared again for two weeks. Then there was a promo saying he returns next week after being off TV for two weeks. I've won match and got released. You're not giving these people time. You're not giving time for the characters to develop. Rightly or wrongly, whether you think that the name Bearcat or the Persona Bearcat is the best thing in the world or the worst, stupidest thing in the world, you have to give time for something to develop and get over. And they're just not doing it. For whatever reason, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, you could probably pick off the top of my head, I can't, but you could probably pick a handful of people over the last five, six years that they've done that to. Vince, it's almost like if it doesn't if it doesn't stick like shit the first time, he's not interested. Well, you look at the developmental system, and they got so many people ready to be called up. You look at the Brom Breakers, who, who absolutely smashed it on the UK tour, and then you look at Keith Lee. They called him up. They've tried so many different things, and it's just not worked. And they've tried reinventing it, tried putting him into different pictures and all sorts. I think it got to a stage where they're going. Right, do we want to tr keep trying and trying and trying? You know, we're not trying to invent the radio. We're trying to get over a wrestler. And I think WWE, if you look at it from their perspective, have given him chance after chance after chance, and it just hasn't worked. I think they can go 90%, but the talent needs to go 10% to make yeah. that full picture. And I know we're looking at it going, oh, WWE aren't giving him a chance. But really, they've given him four or five chances. He could have potentially, it, you know, you like you look at somebody like Daniel Bryan, for example, they put him in the original NXT and he was carrying around beer barrels and jumping over hoops and skipping in the ring and, and all of this and basically doing a little entertainment segment for an hour each episode. And it didn't matter because he's the American dragon, Bryan Danielson. No matter what you'll do, he will get over and he'll do well. You know, you look at Rocky Maivia, they he had the worst, really bad gimmick when he got debuted. And then all of a sudden his charisma came through, he became The Rock. So it doesn't matter what gimmick that you're given to start with. And you look at somebody like a T-Bar at the moment, he was given retribution. He was then put in a little tag team and now he's having smashing matches against Damian Priest. And they went 15, 20 minutes on last week's Raw. And he's all of a sudden starting to come through and have that Dijakovic thing. So I think if you're a talent that wants to get over it, doesn't matter what gimmick you're given, you'll make it work. You know, you look at Farouk, for example. He came in with a metal helmet on and a leotard. And then all of a sudden he goes in APA, he's all a famer. So it doesn't really matter sometimes what they give you or what they're telling you to work with. If you want it to succeed and you want to develop sometimes you've got to work with it you know you look at the new day as well they, they gave them that singing in an opera thing but because they had so much energy in it they made it work and they don't have a singing backing choir anymore they're they're the best tag team that wwe's ever had so 
it shows that if they give you something bad, you can make it work. And with Keith Lee, they gave him a couple bad things, but ultimately he's got to try and make it work as well. I think it, it comes from the talent. So we can't just keep blaming WWE. You know, there is some element that falls back on the talent as well. Absolutely. Right, well, that's our look into the releases of last week. Um, interesting, as I say, to see who did get released. Be interested to see if any of them come back, whether it be permanently or whether it be a Royal Rumble appearance or whether it will be a Harry Smith type appearance. We awaited with bated breath. Now, let's move on to the sh um, end of the show today, where I know Jamie's been very much looking forward to this because we're finally going to have a quick re uh, I'd say recap, it's not happened yet, a quick preview, should I say, of AEW Full Gear. Ooh -wee. So we've got 10 matches. Me and Jamie are going to watch it live. I'm going to go to Jamie's house and watch it live because he's paid for it, so that's his loss. Uh, so I ordered it two it. months ago. Two months ago, he was awaiting this one. That means Tam's um, got to get the takeaway. That's the rule. The takeaway? Well, I've already eaten. He don't want me to go. Doesn't matter. Tam's till like 10, You've got to contribute. You've got to get the takeaway in. Get a kebab. I'm sure we'll we'll still be, one a.m. They'll still be delivered at that time, so we'll still have it. And then we're driving. No, we're not driving. No, we're getting the train to Liverpool early morning on Sunday to go to a comic on the arts. So. Liverpool. Indeed, he do. So we got ten matches for full gear. Let's have a look at them. Pre-show match to start with. Does anybody care? Who knows? But this is it. Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter versus Akira Shida and Thunder Rosa on this one. Now I will admit I haven't watched a Nyla Rose match since she was champion, probably about a year and a half ago, quite close to the beginning of when it started, because she did have that brief run as the women's world champion didn't she so i have to admit I, I don't know how she's doing specifically um we will give our thoughts and opinions and predictions on this but again as always i will stress these aren't part of our pay-per-view prediction tournaments that's just wwe exclusive but on the basis of the fact that i don't know how nyla rose is doing i will confidently say hikiru shida and thunder rosa will be the victors in this match no, see, I'm going to go the other way. Go on. I think that um, with Jamie Hayter, I think that she's that everyone's really getting behind her and the fans are really liking her. Even though she's got a heel role, everybody's starting to warm to her and she's performing really well as well. Um, and you've seen with Nyla Rose as well that she's got Vicky Guerrero as a valet. I can see something happening with Hikaru Shida and she's going to get screwed over by, um, oh, I've forgotten the name, Serena Deep. They've been having a little storyline, so I can see Serena Deep potentially screwing her over and the heels get the win on that one. Joe, do you have any particular thoughts? You don't have to give us a prediction on this, but... Um, well, I think no. that just about fills it up, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> Jamie, do you have any particular ideas on how this one's going to go? I mean, it is the pre-show, so... No, yeah. Well, it's called the buy-in when it's AEW. The buy-in, all right. For God's sake. Um, yes, with the buy-in, um, again, both of you make valid points. I'm not really too bothered in regards to how this one goes, so I'll agree with Dan on this one. Oh, of course he would. <laughs> I knew he'd do that. This is why you're anyway. bottom. <laughs> even if, I, even if, if this was... If this was Brock Lesnar versus R Truth, and I said Brock Lesnar's going to win, he'd be going, "Oh yeah, R Truth, R Truth, yeah, yeah." 
Right, yeah, that's why you're bottom of the prediction league because you don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's a good job this isn't part of the prediction uh, league, then, isn't it? Right. Let's have a look at the main roster then. Nine matches. Some really, really decent matchups to be fair. Some decent builds as well to some of the matches that have been put on it. I think this has probably been one of the best builds as well going into the event. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's why I'm looking forward this to it. This is one of the so, best yeah. things with AEW because they don't have a pay-per-view every month. There's usually one every three three months. Absolutely. Push, maybe. So you actually can build to it and have storylines. No, maybe they'll take the tables, lads, and chairs, Monica, from next year since it's not being used anymore. Um, so we'll go in no particular order, but we will try and leave some of the bigger matches till towards the end. But um, we've got Pac and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Andrade in this one. Now, somebody is going to have to slightly fill me in on this one because I understand the. Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black for the fourth or fifth time in this mm -hmm. instance, I understand. Are Pac and Andrade in a feud at the moment? Yes. That explains yeah. it. However, <laughs> I will go for Malachi Black and Andrade. And the reason being, I feel like Andrade needs the win out of the four of these more than any of them. So mm -hmm. that's what I will go for. Yeah. Yeah, I think Cody's going to turn heel. Fair, okay. Well, it's it, it's probably overdue, isn't it? So it's probably the right. He's been kind of heelish when he's been on. He's TV been like a bit of a tweener, hasn't he? How does he do his heel turn in this then, Dan? What's your thoughts on that? I think there'll be a case where there'll be like a frustration or like Pack will tag himself in, or there'll be a little bit of miscommunication. Then he'll just get frustrated and he'll just like throw Pack into some stairs, or after the match or in the middle of it, he'll Whip just drill him with a crossroads. Whipping with his belt. He loves doing that, doesn't he? Take his little yeah. belt off and just whip him with it. Whip him, boy. Throw his, throw his pair of uh, Jordans at him, at his head. <laughs> Do you remember when he was retiring when he hung his boots in the ring? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. He'll probably do it to, tomorrow as well. I was thinking about it. I know Cody Rhodes has a big stake in AEW, but I could see him going back for a WWE run. Can you imagine that? Whilst you wow. were like owner of AEW, yeah. I've come here to inject a poison, a lethal dose of poison to kill what I create. <laughs> if I said, Oh, you know, we're having uh, Cody Rhodes going against Roman Reigns, and he was yeah. like that heel guy, yeah. you know, he looks like he's in uh, Mortal yeah. Kombat, it would kind of work, you know. I could see him getting over as like a really awkward heel where everybody hates him, and you know, he's had a really good career anyway, so you could see it happening. Um, but yeah, I was just envisioning it the other day. I was like, I could see that Cody Rhodes going back to WWE, and I'm I'm sure he talks to Triple H on a regular basis. They're probably still mates. You know, they probably do talk quite a lot more than we probably realise. Because they're dusty as well. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Christine Cage and Jurassic Express, L Jungle Boy Luchasaurus versus the Super Click, which is Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Now, this is a false count anywhere match. I wasn't aware of that, but apparently it is. Mm -hmm. But regardless of it being a false count anywhere match, surely the Super Click absolutely demolished Jurassic Express and Christian. Yeah. There's no oh, reason why oh, Christian oh, oh. or Jurassic Express should be winning this. Oh. <laughs> I think I think they will give they will give Jungle Boy um he'll be the star in the match because they won't make him look weak, put it that way. I actually think Christine will probably take the pinfall in this one. 
and they don't want the big man, they don't want Luchasaurus to probably take it. It doesn't really affect Christian at this point in his career, whether he wins or loses. I know he just has been Impact World Champion, but you know, he already isn't, so that was pretty quick. Um, yeah, super click for me on this one, pinning Christian. Um, probably in the ring, even though it's a false count anyway, match will probably happen in the ring. Yeah, you'll see him like Christian just on his knees in the middle of the ring and he'll take a, a double super kick from the young bucks and then Adam Cole will finish him off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Any think... anybody disagreeing with no, our decisions on this one? No. I think it's pretty axiomatic to be fair. It's one of these ones where it's Adam Cole's first proper wrestling pay per view since he's left. So they need to establish and we're building towards that split, you know, Mount Rushmore forming with Kevin Steen eventually going to AEW. It's not going to happen. Make him out Rushmore, and then they're going to split up the elite. It's not going to happen. I'm telling you now, it's my prediction. January's going to come, and he's going to sign on the dotted line. The two, no, sorry, the three. To be fair, like extension. If his contract runs out, he can literally appear straight away on AEW. Surely the smart thing to do would be release him in December. What in the? Hell is he doing it? Like, release him in December, and then he's got a 90 day non, no complete cause. Unless yeah. there's something in the contract to stop them doing that, because obviously that's a bit shitty. But, you know. Probably. You know, they'll put some shite in there like that. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, Lucha Brothers defending their AEW World Tag Team Championship against FTR. Too soon, it, well, it was too soon for FTR to have lost the titles. I am right in saying they were champions, weren't they, for about three weeks and then dropped yeah. them stupidly. Um, but it's too soon for the Lucha Brothers to be dropping them, so I fully expect them to retain in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think they got the Triple R tag titles, and they so I, they can't have yeah. them beating them consecutively. So, yeah, I think yeah. it's one of these. It'll be probably, I think it's got a chance to be one of the matches of the night. I was just going to say the same. It's, it should be really, really solid, to be fair. Um, one of the matches that won't be solid, and I'm I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with this will be the worst match of the night, not including the buy-in, the inner circle versus the men of the year. It's it's a Minneapolis now and oh and Dan men of the year and American top yeah. team. Oh, I'm, sorry, and American top team. You are right. Apologies. Yes. Um. Now it is a street fight. It's a Minneapolis street fight. I think it'll be fun. But it'll be a mess. It'll be a mess. Um, and maybe it should be. Um, I think it will be recorded. Or... To be fair, the last stadium stampede wasn't, was it? The first one was, but the second one wasn't. If I'm I think no, I think it was. No, it was still recorded. The second one. Parts of it was recorded. Yeah. Then they came out in the crowd. They, they did like, it quite clever. Yeah. The beginning was live. They went backstage and I think they sat down for twenty minutes whilst they played footage <laughs> and pre-recorded and then they came back out. Yeah. Can we just have MGF and Lambert just have a like, promo off and like, can MGF very like. <laughs> That'll probably Lambert. be better than this match, to be honest, Joe. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if I mean. Well, no, actually, why am I saying I don't know? Of course, the inner circle are going to win. I'd, I'd say so. I mean, you are forgetting, yeah. like, with American top team, Andre Aloski and Junior Dos Santos are UFC fighters. Um, so obviously that's what American Top Team is, Taryn. If you want to wear it, I know we were. I know we were American but Top Team. Obviously, Paige Van Zandt's been on a few times. Absolutely love Paige Van Zandt. So hopefully she's gonna because she, she's gonna appear. Yeah, she will. I mean, she she's been on a few Dynamites and 
and rampages but she um left the ufc to join bare knuckle boxing she hasn't done um she hasn't done so well in bare knuckle so i mean Ron, it worked for ronda rousey i'm not saying obviously Paige van Zandt is as big as ronda rousey but she would be so over in AEW, and she's talented she was on dance with the stars she's an incredible athlete and she would be a top contender to in AEW. fair enough can i predict the finish of the match you can so they they're all going to be getting their own little things in there's going to be more locks and all sorts but then it's going to be a case they're brawling everyone's laid out and then it's going to be in a circle in the ring with just Dan Lambert and they're all going to hit their finishes and then Jericho's going to put them in the walls of Jericho and he's going to just tap out like a little bitch but they're all going to hit their finishes first well will this be Jericho's last match for a few weeks because he's he's about to go and do his world tour of Fossey that we're going to in a couple of weeks time I was about to say this because like two months ago we were all predicting he's gonna be out for ages because he's gone on this world tour and he's still been doing his <laughs> in a week and a yeah. half he's in england <laughs> yeah, so exactly. my dedic my dedication to seeing fozzy um i had the choice where i either had to watch fozzy in swansea or go to my christmas party oh, guess which one i picked you picked the christmas party Ooh! Would you either go to the Christmas party and have a little bit of the bubbly, or go to Fuzzy and have a little bit of the bubbly? I'm, I'm <laughs> off to Fuzzy. True. I've got the hotel booked and everything. Even oh, though Swansea's, yeah. Swansea's only 45 minutes down the road, but I'm literally I'm going to watch the gig and then I'm going to go out for a few um, bits oh, of the bubbly don't. afterwards, have a few bevies afterwards. It's on uh, November. Why is there a Christmas party? What's that? Oh, is yours in December? Yeah. December. Oh, December. They're going to Swansea December 11th. We're going Tuesday the 30th of November. Yeah, and I booked half a day off work. In Manchester, work at, England. To work, finish work at 12, to drive to Jamie's, to then go to Manchester, go to the Fozzie gig, and then I'm working the next day, 7 till 4. So that should be fun. And then the day after that, I'm driving to Newport for the weekend, or two days after that. So, that And it's Joe's party as well, so we'll see you in town that night. Absolutely, you will. I look forward to it. AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final. I am looking forward to this. We have Brian Danielson versus Miro. Um, <laughs> Miro. I mean, Brian Danielson is winning, isn't he? I assume this would have been Brian Danielson oh. versus John Moxley beforehand. Um, yes, Brian Danielson to win, win. Win. This is where you're bottom of the prediction table. You're he's gonna not going to have his first. He's not going to have his first. Um, well, no, because it's not going to be face versus face because you don't know what I'm going for in the main event yet. So there you go. Come on. No, honestly, honestly, Miro I, uh, is winning, it, it, and then they're going to have him face Hangman Page in Hangman Page's first title defense before he loses the title. Well, let, let, let's talk about the main. What we assume will be the main event now. Then we might as well leave it. We've still got a couple of matches because it ties in. I honestly don't think Hangman Page is going to win, and the reason is I think they really are playing the really long booking with him. I think they're going to go down the route of you know it was in the first pay per view he had a match against Jericho a loss. He's, you know, built himself up a bit, disappeared for a bit, and come back and built back up again. I don't think he'll be successful again. I think he's going to, his long-term storyline is going to be that he's going to keep building himself up and up and up to unfortunately fall at the last hurdle each time he goes for the world title until he finally wins the big one. And I think he probably won't be AW World Champion for at least another year based on it. 
Honestly, that's where you're all looking at me like that. He will not win the title on Saturday. They will not book him. Kenny Omega will successfully and cleanly win and retain the title. Cheers. This is what happens when you fast forward AEW. <laughs> he won't. He's not beating Kenny Omega. I'm willing to put. I'm willing to put money on it. He will take a shit in the middle of this. <laughs> I'm willing to say that me and Jamie will go halves on our takeaway that we'll be having. I'm sure, <laughs> but Jamie then has to give me my half of the money back when Hangman Page loses. But I will give Jamie the other half of the money if Kenny Omega wins. I'm that confident. And then what will happen is he'll say, without further ado, and then Bray Wyatt will come. No, he won't. (laughs) 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 But yeah, no, I think it'll be, it'll, unfortunately for Hangman Page, it'll be a clean victory. And Brian Brian Danielson will be successful against Miro in a great match, and it will set up heel versus face, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson, and it will be Brian Danielson that defeats Kenny Omega at whatever the first event of the year is. I can't think what it is, but anyway, it'll be that. No, it, it's going to be Kenny Omega uh, losing, and then it's going to start having dissension in the no, elite. No, and then Kevin not. Steen's going to come in. They're going to form the Mount Rushmore, and then there's going to be a split up of the elite, and then Kenny Omega's going to take some time off. Joe, whose side are you taking here? Kenny Omega, Tursi. That's the boy. He knows the truth. He knows what's going on. I mean, Adam Page is like the ultimate underdog story, as you said. Like, if he wins it now, you're like, yeah, okay, I'm good. But I yep. think assume if they're going to play the long game, that they'll go out to like all out or something like that, or a long another big one. And then Absolutely, all out. exactly. Completely. And Jamie, I assume you're going in the wrong direction with Dan and you're going to look like losers come Saturday morning. Eh, sorry, Sunday morning. It's it's a very strange one because it can, I can see it going both ways. I mean, let, let, let's discuss it quickly. I mean, Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan, sorry, Bryan Danielson, when he debuted, obviously they had that little feud, like obviously uh, he came out, uh, obviously, uh, and they had uh. that. So are the are they booking towards Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega? Surely they are. Um, which, but if you're talking about booking, do you need a title for that? However, obviously, the feud is obviously for them to obviously. You don't Brian need Danielson's a title. Match, I, I agree. Brian Danielson's match is obviously for the contendership. Yeah. However, Adam Page, like I said, has gone on this journey after three years. Um, is it his time? No, no, it it's, is not. I can see it going either way. This is the one I'm unsure what's going to happen. Even if Miro beats Brian Danielson, I still think they would probably still go with Kenny Omega to win. Yeah, good. He knows it's true. He knows it's done by himself. Because if everybody thinks, like, okay, I think Brian Danielson will win and Adam Page will win. Oh, okay. Well, we will see. Because everyone will think Kenny Omega is going to win because Brian Danielson won. And it will be Adam Page. Okay. To shock the world. (laughs) Um, 
CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. I am looking forward to this match. I think it's quite obvious. Obviously, CM Punk's going to win, so we can probably briefly um, cross over on it. But I think it'll be a a fairly physical match, to be honest. Something that we probably haven't mm-hmm. seen CM Punk in for quite a while, just because of Eddie Kingston's style. Um, it's a strange one, isn't it? Eddie Kingston than he... when he fought Mickey Gall in the <laughs> UFC. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> um, cauliflower ears. Um, I, I think. Eddie Kings is an interesting one because he doesn't have the look, but he works really, really well. And I think his um, style, while it contrasts with CM Punk, I think they'll kind of marriage it together and it'll work quite well. I mean, is any of us going for anything other than a Punk win on this one? No, no. I didn't think so. What about MJF versus Darby Allen, Joe? Darby Allen sort of win. Hey! What? Hey! <laughs> Yeah, I think Darby Allen is just going to do like the coffee drop on him, and like Sting's going to get involved. MGF um, is a great promo, but I think I think there's so many intangibles like MGF and Darby Allen. Obviously, <laughs> got Wardlow with MGF um, playing like the the mind games of the, like the Euro should have killed in the car crash. But I think MGF is I think sorry Darby Allen is out for vengeance against. MGF, and I wouldn't be surprised if Darby Allen would. I think Sting is going to accidentally... I don't think it'll be too hard. I don't think MJF will beat him clean, but he'll win, and I think Sting is going to accidentally cost Darby Allen the match. Yeah, by Wardlow beating the holy living tar out of Sting. <laughs> yeah, probably so, yeah. I think that's the way it's going to go. I can see Jamie nodding in agreement with me as mm. normal. MJF's the best. Yeah, he's not going to win. Lose. If Joe, if if MJF beats Dar, uh, sorry, Darby Allen beats MJF, <laughs> even screwy, then I'll take it. I won't say that. Right, um, and then the last I said the last oh, match of the evening, the last match. That this is Dan's favorite match. This is match of the year right here. Is AEW Women's World Champion Dr. Britt Baker DMD versus Tay Conti? Tay Conti. <laughs> This is going to be a very good match. This is going to be match of the year. It's going to be incredible. Hey! Love Ty Conti. She's amazing. Well, it'll be Dr. Britt Baker who wins the match. Obviously. Britt well, Baker, no doubt she's winning, but I think it's going to be a strong showing. It's quite similar to what we are doing at the minute anyway. Like, Ty Conti's got completely over uh, with the fans. She's done a lot on Elevation and Dark. and no, same. Liv Morgan, now massive... She's got over with the crowd, and now she's in the title picture with Becky Lynch. It's very, very similar storylines, but yeah, she, she ain't beating Britt Baker. Britt Baker's going to hold that title for the next 10 years, and I'm happy with it. <laughs> yes, and I, I agree. Are we all in agreement with that? Yeah, but yeah. match of the year. And I also say that Liv Morgan won't be released, but she won't renew her contract whenever it comes up because she'll go to AEW eventually as well, Liv Morgan. And I think she'll get over a lot. She happens. would. She would go with yeah. Ruby Riot. Of course she would. They saw one. each other in the airport. Did you see that <laughs> on Twitter? They they were going travelling for AEW, travelling for WWE. They didn't even know each other was going to be there. They saw each other in the airport. Quite a wholesome moment, really. Um. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to getting my takeaway paid for in full. Um, so that should be quite interesting as well. Looking forward to, I, I mean, I don't even, I'm not even a fan of Ken, Kenny Omega, and I just know he's going to do it for the boys he is. But 
overall, event-wise, I am looking forward to it. I think he's going to be a really solid show. And I'm just hoping it doesn't go on too long because I want a little bit of sleep before I have to travel. I know, I'm slightly worried, but anyway. Usually four hours long. Don't do this to me. I might just I might just stay at home and read the results in the morning. My dear lord. Well, it starts at 1 a.m. Obviously, with the buy-in at 12. So it will be done by five. Don't we might as well just go straight to Liverpool. <laughs> we might as well be we saying like that. We honestly might as well. Uh, sleep on the train for an hour, hour and a half. Mm. Right, shall we quiz it then, Jamie? I believe you've got a quiz to finish off our show this week. And got yes. a pen. Do you know what? I put my pen in the bin, I did. Oh, oh I've got this one over sick. here. Oh, it ran out of ink. Here we go. I've got another one. Here we go. Taryn, right. I, want, I want you to close all your tabs besides this one, please. You'll be able to. Can you not see the reflection in my Yes. In yeah, my but glasses? I want you to close all the tabs. I can't close two of them because one of them is ready to edit the podcast after. Okay, that's fine. As long as it's just podcast related. You you can see it in my glasses. Good, because this quiz is all about AEW Full Gear. (laughs) (laughs) So, question one. There are three points for grabs. Oh, what year were all the full gear? No, what what years were the full gear pay per views? <laughs> um, so full gear is classed as one of the big four AEW events. What are the other three? <sighs> nice and easy to start off with. Um, why can I only think of two? <laughs> oh, but no, I've got it. Yeah, there we go, got it. Question two. At the first full gear event, Cody lost to Jericho for the AEW world title and was told he was never allowed to fight for the AEW world title again. But he lost because his corner man threw in the towel. Who was his corner man? See, this is what happens when Taron doesn't watch the events. Everyone's going, yeah, yeah, we're not as easy, that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I know. I know. No, I know. I think I know because it was built into the story. I think I know, yes. Question three. Who did Matt Hardy face in the Elite Deletion match at Full Gear 2020? Who did Matt Hardy face in the Elite Deletion match at Full Gear 2020? Lovely. Oh man, I want to roll. This must be a 10 out of 10. Well, there's 14 points up for grabs, so (laughs) if you get 10, you could still lose. I very much doubt you'll get 14, by the way. Um, question four. It's uh, quite funny because we were talking about the releases, but the mass releases last year is in contention here, with the big one being Mike Kyoda. Mike Kyoda refereed which match at Full Gear 2020? He's only refereed like two or three matches. Yeah, he refereed two or three matches in AEW. One of them was at Full Gear, 
Which match did he referee? Well, I'm just gonna have to go. I'm just gonna look at my phone, he says. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question five. What match at Full Gear 2021? We've just gone through all ten of them. Which one? was also a match at a previous full gear. That makes so my one of those ten right. matches has also happened. Was it really? Oh it's gotta be okay. Yeah that okay. means my one I put that in for number four is wrong. Uh. <laughs> Question six the first match at Full Gear 2019 saw Proud and Powerful defeat the Young Bucks. But which wrestlers are known as Proud and Powerful? I, I would say my... <laughs> They beat the Young Bucks at the very first Full Gear event. Who are they? I don't even think they were in AEW at this time, but I'm going to write it. Okay, is that a point each or just one point? Okay, let's go for 15 points overall. I'll give you a point for each. All right, not that it makes a difference because I'm going to write, but anyway. Question seven. Jonathan Moxley, God rest his soul defeated Eddie Kingston in what type of match to retain his AEW world title at Full Gear 2020? In what match did John Moxley beat Eddie Kingston last year at Full Gear? Has it really been a year since that happened? Or am I thinking of a different match? I'm probably thinking of a different match, aren't I? Okay. Remember the matches that are happening this year, guys, because... In which city is AEW Full Gear 2021 yes. place in? <laughs> I would have had no idea if it wasn't for that. No idea. Question nine. There has only been one... AEW wrestler to have a singles match at all three full gear events. Who is it? Uh, They've had a singles match at all three full gear. Yeah, okay, yeah. There have been wrestlers that have appeared on all three no, but have had tag fine. matches or multi man matches. You don't need this wrestler to and has know had it. three singles matches in twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, and twenty twenty one. And the final question, which is for three points, and I didn't even know this even happened. In the 2019 match between Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho, AEW brought in three judges to ensure that the match would not end in a draw after 60 minutes, so they would vote on who they think the winner would be in case of a time limit draw. Who were those judges? Well, I don't even know that was a thing. I don't exactly. remember. <laughs> I, I watched it as well. Yeah, I don't remember. But yes, there oh. were three judges that were brought in 
a point for each. And why do I think one of them might have been? Oh, okay, I'll write one name down. <laughs> okay. Does right, Dan remember this? He's nodding. Like, yes, I remember Probably. all of them. <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking guesses. I don't know if they're right. Joe knows tapping away on his phone there. <laughs> right, okay. come on then. So we, we started with a three-pointer and ended with a three-pointer. So we'll go. Here we go. Full gear is one of the big four. What are the other three, Dan? Uh, double or nothing, all out. Right. Winter is coming. Yes, no, he's Joe. wrong. I got it right. Um, all out, double or nothing, all in. Taron. All out, double or nothing, and revolution. Revolution is the fourth one. <laughs> is that three, three points, quality points? And you both get two points. No, that means I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. At the first full gear, Cody's cornerman threw in the tower. Tower? Towel. Who was his cornerman? Taron. Is it MJF? Dan. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Michael J. Fox and Joe. Duty Marshall. No, it was Maxwell Jacob yes. Friedman. I knew it. No, I actually. Because then he oh. turned on him after the match and kicked him. No, 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 the no, other no, MJF. Okay, who did Matt Hardy face in the Elite Deletion match at Full Gear 2020? Joe. Kenny Dan. Um, Orange Cassidy. Taron. Um, I, I put Sammy Guevara. It was Sammy Guevara. <laughs> I'm winning! Question four. Mike Kyoda refereed what match at Full Gear 2020? Taron. I have no idea, so I'll put Jericho Cody. Dan. Yeah, I put Jericho as well. Joe. Jericho Cody. No, because I, I also told you in question 10 in 2019, Cody and Jericho. <laughs> so that wasn't a match in 2020. But it was Cody, but it was versus Darby Allen for the TNT time. Oh, oh, okay. No, no, no. Okay, question five. What match has taken place at a previous full gear? Joe. MGF versus Darby Allen. Taron. Lucha Brothers vs FTR. Dan. Omega and Hangman. Correct. They had the Eliminator oh. tournament last year. No, no, no. Okay. Proud and powerful. Who are they? A point for each. Go on, Taron. I have absolutely no idea, so I'll put somebody who I knew definitely wasn't because he was in SCU, so I put Scorpio Sky and then I put Powerhouse Hobbs, I don't even think he was in AEW at the time. No. So. <laughs> Joe. Santana Ortiz. Dan. I put Joey Janela and Sunny Kiss. Ah. Oh. One of you gets a point, and it's Joe, it's Santana and Ortiz. It's proud and powerful. <laughs> no, that's two points, isn't it? Didn't it's you say two that points. was two points? Sorry, yeah, Santana oh, and yeah. Ortiz. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, AEW World Title at Full Gear 2020. Dan, what match? Bar Wide Death Match. Taron. Now, I also put the Bar Wide Death Match, but I'm worried now because I didn't think that was almost a year ago. I feel like it was certain, so maybe they had a match before that, but I've said Bar Wide Death Match. Joe. Explode Bar Wide Death Match. No, wasn't that John Moxley and Kenny Omega? 
And then Eddie oh, Kingston God. came in to save him. Oh, at it the end. was. You're right. You're stupid. <laughs> it was an I quit match. Oh, I, I bloody quit. It was Kenny Eddie. Omega versus John Moxley. I bloody quit. <laughs> okay. Which city is AEW taking place in, Dan? Didn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. I plan to, but I don't know. Taryn. Minnesota. Is that Minnesota no. Street Fight? What? It's the Minneapolis. <laughs> no, Minnesota's it isn't. The, Minnesota's the state. <laughs> I thought you said state. And he was no, so happy when we didn't know it then. <laughs> He's done that on purpose because he knew that. It's the Minneapolis Street Fight. No, it's the Minnesota Street Fight. I'm, it's the Minneapolis Street Fight. Let, let's have a look here. What does... <laughs> What does it say? What does it say? It's it's the Minneapolis Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> no, how did I get it wrong? Right, yeah, number nine, number nine. Okay, who's the only wrestler to have a singles match at all three? Joe. Jericho. Dan. Pack. Taryn. MJF. No. I mean, if you look at Full Gear 2021, we've just gone oh. through the matches. Jericho's in the Minneapolis street fight. Pac's in a tag match. And MJF is... Is in a singles match. But he wasn't at the first event. He was in Cody's Corner. No, he had a match as well. No, he didn't. He did against uh, Pac. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was Hangman Adam Page. Oh, for God's sake. Okay. And the judges are coming in for this one. The judges for the Cody Jericho match, a point for each. Taryn, give me one. I have no idea, but I had a feeling randomly Eric Bischoff might have been one of them, so I'll put his name down. Dan? I put Bischoff. I also got Dimalenko as well. Oh, Joe, yeah. anyone? Right, uh, Eric Bischoff, Tony Schiavone. But... Taryn, any more? No, I only put Eric Bischoff. I didn't. Dan, did you have any more? No. You get a point for Dean Malenko. Is Eric Bischoff not one of them? Bloody hell. No. The three judges were Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson, mm. and the great Muta. The great Carly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, total up the scores. Six for me. Five. Four. Oh, the streak that. is over. Sixteen times. Yeah. Woo. Right, go on then, Dan. You can have that. You can have that point. So that puts Dan on sixteen. So that puts the leaderboard at Dan sixteen, Jamie eleven, Joe six, Taryn five. To think, if only you put Minneapolis. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we could have had that tie-break extraordinaire question. I, the best oh. thing is as well. I actually was looking at what I could have done for the tiebreaker. I'm going to do it anyway. Just to see who will get the closest for all three of you. What was the capacity for full gear last year? Um, it was 14,300. Dan? At Daly's place last year. Yeah. Oh, um, Daly's place, sorry. Um, three. No, less no you can't, you've, you have to stick with what you had. Oh, um, 3,000. Oh, 
God. It was 1,000 because it was at 20% capacity. Oh, of course it because was. Because it was COVID. COVID. For God's oh, sake. Right. I, I was hoping it was going to be zero and you all put numbers. Go, no, it's zero, you stupid. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan, where can everybody find us on the socials? Yeah, you can find us. Uh, we're mainly on the Twitter. We're on Facebook, on Instagram. We're Grapplecast Show. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts on your Apple Podcasts, your Spotify's. Make sure to give us a review um, and a like and a subscribe. It really does help. Um, and feel free to give us a comment, um, have a chat. But yeah, more importantly, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a subscribe. Uh, we're Grapplecast Show. Thank you very much. Enjoy the event, guys. I'm sure it'll be fun, if anything. Enjoy the Kenny Omega streak continuing as well. But you can see us all and join us all next week, same place, same time, next Friday onwards. Jamie. So without further ado, I must wish you good night and goodbye. Ta-ra, guys. Bye. Bye. Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin! I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty! Number four, armbar! I am Sir Michael Cole! What? <laughs>